fire this puppy up. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, everyone. Oh, Miss Maggie's with us all the way from Lansing, <coughs> Lansing, Michigan this morning. As you can tell, my allergies are still giving me fits. Yes, you did. Hey, well, today we're going to be taking a trip into the Bradshaw Mountains. This is one of my favorite drives in Arizona. And, uh, This is an excellent time for this, this adventure. And without further ado, let's uh, get right to the program here. You know, uh, Prescott, Arizona is one of those amazing places. Uh, a lot of communities have had to restore, re, re, reinvent their historic business districts uh, during the 50s, the 60s, when uh, suburbia took over. The downtowns historically died. Prescott is unique. It never did. And uh, it's kind of vibrant. Whiskey Row, the old courthouse square, uh, several old vintage hotels. And Prescott itself is uh, just a favorite place of ours. I used to rodeo up there on the 4th of July weekends. And uh, just an amazing place. It was Arizona's territorial capital is a little bit of trivia. Well, on Highway 89, halfway down the hill into the historic district of Prescott, there's a cross street and the sign reads Senator Highway. <coughs> I got to tell you, it's a misnomer. It's not a highway, not at least by modern standards. At first, this highway seems to be merely a pleasant street of beautiful older Victorian-era homes, a shade-dappled street, and it's a scene lifted from a Norman Rockwell print. However, first impressions can be deceiving, and such is the case for those adventuresome enough to discover the charms and the treasures of this lost territorial-era highway. And like I say, it's a very loose use of the word highway. Now, I recommend a loop drive, and that includes the center of highway. Total, it's going to be less than 100 miles, but it's a full day's drive. And uh, that kind of is a testament to the road conditions as much as the scenery and the places to explore. Uh, two more days. If you can spare it, do it. You won't regret it. A four-wheel drive vehicle is highly recommended, but with care, a little skill, and some ground clearance, it can be done with a two-wheel drive truck. Some people attempt it in rental cars, and I do know that rental cars make the best off-road vehicles, but I digress. Uh, winter, however, is another story. 
Snow comes early and is often deep up in the Bradshaws. Uh, it's best to check with the forest office, forestry office in uh, Prescott, down behind the courthouse. Uh, check on road conditions. As I said, the trip begins with this drive through this beautiful neighborhood that seems lifted from, oh, the circa 1900 period. Uh, the ornate gingerbread houses uh, with towers. You know, they've cast shadows on this street for, for over 120 years. And then just abruptly, all of a sudden the pavement ends. The road narrows, and all of a sudden it's 19th century Arizona. The Bradshaw Mountains are the crown jewel of the territory. At the height of the mining boom, millions and millions of dollars in gold and silver flowed from mines in these mountains. And colorful communities such as Crown King, Big Bug, Bradshaw City, and Orobel, they sprang from the hillsides, the steep slopes, and under the towering pines. Except for Crown King, you gotta look close to find where those once bustling communities were located. As the road narrows, it begins to twist ever higher into the mountains. You're pressed on both sides by towering pines one moment, and then you find yourself hanging precipitously on a deep canyon wall the next. In one narrow canyon, the picturesque skeletal remains of the historic Senator Mine Complex stands in def defiance of time on a shoulder of rock above a small mountain stream. Wildlife abounds all along this drive. And in the early hours of morning, deer are a common sight. In meadow clearings in the forest or where the pines give way to rocky hillsides of scrub oak, you'll find hawks soaring overhead, wild turkey. I've even spotted eagles. The feeling is that this is still the heart of the western frontier. After a few more miles of scenic Arizona backcountry, a few dozen twists and turns, the road breaks into a flowered meadow with a veritable time capsule at its center. This is the historic two-story log-constructed palace station. It began life in the 1870s as a stage station on this road that linked Prescott, the Senator Mine, and Crown King. It's now uh, off limits. It's used by the Forestry Service, but uh, it's a real tangible link to a fascinating period in time. Uh, Stagecoaches were running this road up into the first decades of the 20th century. So there was also a blacksmith shop here, but automobiles were also running the roads at this time. So there was also a garage here. Well, after a small stream crossing or two, unless it's been raining and turned them into rivers, and a few hundred more twists and turns, the 35-mile drive from Prescott to Crown King requires uh, three, four hours. There's an historic marker, a small clearing in the forest, and a grove of trees that are noticeably younger than those around it. That's the site of Bradshaw City. Founded in 1871, the town soon mushroomed to 5,000 residents and promotion based, boasted of the most modern amenities. And then poof, by 1890, the town was gone with many of the buildings dismantled, relocated to Crown King, and then reassembled, including the saloon and restaurant that still serves customers today. You know, I got to tell you, the last time I made this trip was kind of funny. Uh, 
my rear, the rear tailgate on the Jeep, the latch broke. So I had to use bungee cords to tie it down. And of course, it's not a tight fit. So all the sand and dust that's building up from the back filtered into the vehicle. And uh, by the time we got into Crown King, the inside of the Jeep, including us, looked like somebody had dusted us with flour. In addition to the old saloon at Crown King, the downtown features a general store post office that's been in operation since 1883. There's a small church along the stream that flows through town. It was built about the same time. And there's a modern bed and breakfast with uh, all the amenities you expect. There's also an ATV rental store for those wanting to explore miles of four shaded roads and old mining roads, logging roads. There's even a one pump gas station. Now, the Senator Highway is one road to Crown King. That's why I mentioned a loop drive. From Mayor, southeast of Prescott, there's a steep one-lane graded gravel road. You start out through Mayor, and you go down through the old town of Cordes Junction, and then you wind through the saguaro cactus into the old sleepy little town of Cleeter, Arizona. Very picturesque old mining town, railroad town. Uh, they got a neat bar and general store there. It's about it. But from, from Cleeter, the road climbs from the swirl cactus to the pines rather quickly. And uh, it's a one-lane graded gravel road in many places. It follows the old, it's on top of the old rail bed. And it's through a series of twists and turns. Every view is more spectacular than the last one. This drive is less than 30 miles, but it also requires about an hour. Uh my Garmin on this particular drive totally freaked out. It's a series of, the road is a series of Z's is how it appears on the Garmin going up the side of the mountain. And about halfway up the mountain, the screen went black and there was just a question mark. Like what in the hell are you doing? Anyway, uh, the railroad that preceded this road is almost a forgotten chapter now in Arizona history. But it was truly an engineering marvel. In 1899, Frank Murphy, a railroad tycoon who had built the line from Ash Fork to Prescott, and the line from Prescott to Phoenix, and the line from Prescott to Mare, set his sights on an incredible task. Link the mines at Poland on the north side of the mountain and Crown King on the south side with Mare. And uh, there was a smelter and mill down there at Mare. Well, the railroad to Crown King was truly an engineering marvel. The switchbacks were so sharp, the rolling stock had to be modified. And it was said that a passenger in the caboose could actually see the locomotive running alongside. Uh, it, it's amazing. There's pullouts and uh, cuts, one lane cuts through the rock because you're following the old rail bed. The deep canyons required bridges of incredible height. They still do. And today, this railbed is the primary route to Crown King. Uh, it's a white knuckle drive if you're not used to these kind of things. Frequent pullouts offer opportunities to take a breather and a break for lunch and to let people pass. The next time you're in Arizona and need a break from sand, sage, and Arizona heat, just the hustle of daily life. Perhaps a trip back to the frontier and a drive in the pines through the Bradshaw Mountains is what the doctor ordered. 
And, you know, fall is a wonderful, wonderful time to do this. Uh, adds a little bit of color, a little bit of vibrancy. Now, I like I say, I recommend wholeheartedly, uh, I, I, I stay in Prescott. Prescott, Arizona is, is a treasure. It's a gem. And uh, there's uh, three historic hotels right downtown that I can, I can highly recommend. Uh, the Hotel Vendome, basic, clean, but it's definitely dated. They've done a very well, good job of keeping, keeping that time capsule feel. Uh, it dates to the late teens. The Hotel St. Michael's is right down on Whiskey Row. It's a bit older. And uh, the rooms are kind of a blending of historic hotel circa 1920 and Motel 6. But it's clean and it's conveniently located. And there is a free parking structure behind the hotel. And you're within walking distance of places like the Palace, the oldest continuously operated saloon in Arizona and a great restaurant. Try the Beast Burger. That's a, a definitely not for the vegetarian. Uh, Charlotte Hall Museum is a few blocks up the street. You'll find the uh, log cabin that was the uh, territorial era governor's mansion. And they've moved in other historic buildings on site to make quite a little complex. Uh, one of the oldest schoolhouses in the Prescott area. Couple of Victorian homes, some uh, other buildings. It's a, it's a great, great museum complex, and you can easily spend a day or two in uh, Prescott. And uh, it's one of my favorite places. It, suburbia has engulfed and surrounded it on all sides, and it kind of given it a, a yuppie feel. Once you, once you leave that historic district. Yeah, a little too crowded for my taste, but uh, I enjoy it immensely. And if you want to enhance your trip to Crown King, if you want to set the mood for, for a stay in Prescott and uh, the trip to Crown King, and you're a Route 66 traveler, I got something else for you. In Seligman, on I-40, Route 66, if you're headed east, the last exit at Seligman, there's a truck stop on the right side of the road. Get off, go to drive past that truck stop. The road will turn and head south. Becomes, it's a, it becomes a dirt road real fast. It's a graded gravel road. And again, check on road conditions. A little bit of rain, you can get muddy. This is the Williamson Valley Road. This is part of the Mojave Prescott Road from the mid-18th century, or 19th century. Uh, parts of it are the National Old Trails Road. And until you get within about five miles of Prescott where suburbia has taken hold, boy, it's another great drive. There's a steel truss bridge back there that was built uh, in the 1920s, but the bridge is actually about 10 years older. It was down on the Gila River, and it was washed out. The state salvaged it and uh, cut it up and reused it on the Williamson Valley Road. Uh, there's a couple old ranches. One was a, actually a town back in the 1880s and 1890s. It's another gorgeous, gorgeous drive. 
And even though they're not native to Arizona, it'll bring you up short. You'd be driving along. There's a fellow out there raising buffaloes. It's so uh, kind of a startling sight to be driving along and see a herd of buffalo running along the highway. What passes for a highway. One of my favorite drives, though, in Arizona, Williamson Valley Road, Senator Highway. Give it a try sometime. Hey, uh, I do apologize. I got the sniffles a little bit today, a bit of an allergy situation. I got a couple things I really want to share with you. Uh, October 14th and 15th in Kingman, Arizona, second annual Kingman Route 66 Fest. Reading from their website, and you can get more information at explorekingman.com, the Kingman Route 66 Fest celebrates all things Route 66, especially the history and culture, and is hosted in beautiful Lewis Kingman Park. Uh, this historic park, by the way, is just a couple miles from downtown Kingman. It was a rest area on Route 66 years ago. The event will feature live bands, a beer garden with regional craft beer, food and craft vendors, a motorcycle show, a classic car show, vintage trailer show, a pinup contest, even a zip line. This should be kind of a hoot. And, and if you need added incentive for this event, Saturday evening, the 15th, Saturday afternoon, the 15th, downtown Kingman, uh, one block off Route 66, chilling on Beal. Uh, that event usually takes place the third Saturday of each month, April through October. They're going to have a special event, a lot of uh, drawings for prizes, music, and, of course, cars up and down Beale Street. And uh, the setting can't be beat. You've got microbreweries, wine bars, great restaurants. So October 14th and 15th, Kingman, Arizona. Unfortunately, I won't be here. I'll be on the road for the first time since 2019. I have a fall tour, book signing, speaking engagements, and you can find all the information on that uh, about our schedule at our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. And that takes us to programming in this podcast. This is our live pod podcast. It's interactive. So you can chime in, ask questions, call in if you'd like. If you would like to be a co-host or a speaker, well, let me know ahead of time. I'll send you an invite, and we can do a uh, have you on here live. You can talk to folks. These programs, Coffee with Jim, are archived here on Podbean, as well as Spotify and other podcast platforms. In late July, we are working with producer Stan Husted. I uh, launched another podcast. Car Talk from the Main Street of America. Now, this podcast that you're listening to this morning is travel-related. Car Talk is more about automotive evolution. Fascinating and inspirational people that played a role in that evolution. And there's a tad bit of road trip inspiration when I talk about museums and places to see, like Pioneer Village in Nebraska or the Automobile Driving Museum in El Segundo or the Old Carriage Museum in Spring Arbor, Michigan. Uh, these are usually posted on Monday morning. They're recorded. And they are archived on Libsyn, uh, Spotify, and most podcast channels. Uh, tomorrow's program, we're going to be talking a little bit about orphan cars. 
And orphan cars are cars that have been abandoned by their manufacturer, either discontinued or the company went broke or fill in the blanks. And we've got lots of examples, of course, Studebaker, Hudson, Packard, Nash, Jackson, uh, gosh, DuPont, and of course, Pontiac and Oldsmobile are now considered orphan brands. Well, tomorrow's program, we're going to talk about an Edsel of the modern era, Saturn, another orphan make. And uh, you want to feel old? Wait till you see a Saturn coupe at a car show with historic vehicle plates. Quite amazing. Well, you know, we've got so much coming up, uh, lots to share. And one more item, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, contest. I've been working with my publisher. We are putting together a great contest for the month of October. It'll coincide heavily with our fall tour. And uh, the prizes will be copies of my latest books. Uh, here we are on Route 66, which was released in January or the back roads of Route 66 released in August, and I will deface them with a signature. Now, how do you beat that? Well, before we button this up and bid adios to everyone, uh, do we have any questions? Anything I can answer for you this morning? Or, you know, I'm pretty handy at telling folks where to go. Well, if no questions, I want to thank everyone who joined us this morning and uh, invite your friends. Join us next week for another adventure and uh, let's make it a coffee party. And like I say, if you've got an event to share or something you want to shout out to the world, well, join me. And last but not least, let's give a shout out to our good friends in Tucumcari, New Mexico. A sponsor of Jim Hinckley's America programs. Uh, delightful, wonderful, magical Tucum Carry. Places like the Roadrunner Lodge that blur the line between the past, the present. It's a great stop. It's a great place to explore. And of course, we should give a shout out to Miss Connie Eccles uh, at the uh, Wagon Wheel Motel, Cuba, Missouri. She has given that place a great new lease on life. She, too, has blurred the line between past and present. And that's, by the way, is a little bit of trivia. Like my pa said, better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. She uh, operates the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66, the wagon wheel. And uh, one more for you. The Arena's Fudge Company and General Store. What can I say? Juvenile humor runs reigns supreme, but it's more than that. Manager golf, circus sideshow museum, excellent fudge, and always, always something to induce a smile. Well, my friends, I guess that's about it. We will do this again next week at the same time. And, uh, well, We'll tell America's story. We'll share an adventure or two, and we'll tell people where to go. Until then, my friends, well, adios.
say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.